I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We've had like a boiler room uh, in our EOC chasing down uh, uh, 3M authorized distributors, brokers, uh, supposedly representing that they sell N95 masks only to get to warehouses that are completely empty, uh, being told that our shipments are on cargo planes uh, and the flights don't even appear on FlightAware. We're chasing, we're chasing ghosts. So that's Jared Moskowitz. He's the director of emergency management for the state of Florida. He actually uh, tweeted at 3M over the weekend, kind of starting this uh, little deal, as he's trying to chase down a whole bunch of masks for his state, as they're they're low like a lot of places are. He said, hi, at 3M, I'm your new troll. I'm the director of emergency management for the state of Florida. Please send us N95 masks directly to our hospitals, first responders in the state. How many brokers and distributors do we have to negotiate with only to find empty warehouses? And uh, it's a pretty interesting story. The more it gets into it, well, let's. Just, he was on Tucker Carlson last night. Let's just hear more of his tale. Italy, the country with the most COVID deaths, is bending its curve. Experts say the magic number there is the percentage of increase in total cases, including those who died and those okay, who have been cured. Two weeks ago, the number. Hold on. Sorry, I think that was the wrong so, one. Here, no problem. Uh, miscommunication is we, uh, Joe and I are broadcasting from home as sort of a... We live together for... like the monkeys. You know, I just decided to turn up the heat. Uh, hold on, 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 h
just telling the tale here. So Joe and so I are far, broadcasting. So good. Well, yeah, we're off. We're off, we're we're really rolling here. Uh, Joe and I are broadcasting from home because we don't know at what point. I don't know. We're either uh, outlawed from going to work, or one of us gets a fever, or whatever happens. So we're testing out our new equipment or to prevent and, uh, that. What have you decided to wear? Where are you wearing at home? Uh, not surprisingly, I'm wearing warm-up pants and a Pebble Beach sweatshirt over my T-shirt. That is not office attire. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I'm wearing exactly the same thing I wear when I come into work because I'm a professional. <laughs> Good for you. And a, and a tie and a, and a hat. Somebody make um, Jack a tinfoil crown. <laughs> <laughs> He's the but, king of something or other. But so, uh, Sean, we're just going to roll through all these clips from uh, this guy from Florida on Tucker last night. Tucker Carlson, he came on and he said, we had a whole show planned. He said, we've decided to just blow it out because I just got off the phone with this guy from Florida explaining to me how 3M has been screwing them on trying to get masks for the state. So let's roll on with that, Sean. You know, I just decided to turn up the heat uh, and tell people what is actually happening uh, in the N95 mask space. And so, you know, 3M reached out to, to us today. Their government relations folks wanted to have a, a conversation. And, and I thought perhaps maybe uh, what 3M would finally say to me is that uh, they have masks to sell me. But what I actually found out is uh, it, it is, is even more frightening. It's what, what we suspected, which is that the system is completely broken uh, and, and that uh, the authorized distributors who right now can't tell me a timeline when I'm going to receive my masks orders that I put in a month ago. Uh, and, by the way, the terms and conditions are, you know, i got to pay for the masks and can't cancel my order, uh, is that 3M has lost total control. Well, why is this going on? Well, he explains it next. What I asked 3M is that, are they aware that their authorized distributors, U.S. companies, are telling me that the reason why our orders are being pushed down is because uh, foreign countries are showing up with cash uh, to purchase the orders? Uh, and when I told 3M that, not only did they not dispute it, I asked them if they've put out any guidance to prevent the behavior, uh, and the answer was no. Wow, yeah, he, that runs somewhat counter to what 3M Chief Executive Mike Roman is saying today. Uh, yeah, he well, this guy in Florida, he, he claims he's been getting the runaround for quite a while now. Everybody he talks to has a different story, and, and at the end of the day, he never ends up with any masks. Well, uh, uh, let me really tell you what, the whole thing. Let me tell you what Mike Roman said on CNBC moments ago. The idea that 3M is not doing all it can to fight price gouging and unauthorized reselling is absurd. The idea that we're not doing everything we can to maximize deliveries of respirators in our home country, nothing is further from the truth. Well, that is directly contrary to what the Director of Emergency Management in Florida said. Well, skip the clip number 31 there, would you, Sean? This is the, the Florida guy. Governor DeSantis said the other day it's shady as hell uh, because that's exactly what it is. I mean, 3M is an ice cream store that doesn't sell ice cream, apparently. I mean, since when do we have a U.S. company who sells masks and I try to offer them money and they won't sell them to me? Uh, that, you know, I have to go through their, their authorized distributors and, and their only excuse is, is that they don't have a perfect system. Well, that's great that they don't have a perfect system and that, you know, uh, I'm relegated to, to making deals with brokers uh, uh, at costs that are, are 10 and, and sometimes 20 times the actual cost of these masks if it turns out that 3m actually was you know were telling states oh yeah we'll get you the masks and here's the deal and everything and then they sold the masks to some foreign countries because they showed up with cash right away that is going to be a bad look for that corporation 
Well, I'm reading through the various statements by the CEO from uh, from 3M, and he denies the charge, then explains why they're doing it, which is always a good one. I guess you're covering all the bases by doing that. But So, first of all, he denies there are any hinky things going on, even as the guy from Florida, who, as far as I know, has no reason to uh, slander 3M without provocation. He's saying he's being lied to and given the runaround and the rest of it. So the head guy says, no, you're not. And and then he says uh, that to stop exporting N95 respirators to the uh, made in the U.S. By the way, made right here. We're not even talking about the China thing, which we'll get to in a second. But so made domestically, they're shipping them and selling them to Latin America and Canada. He said that there are significant humanitarian implications to not doing that. He says ceasing all export of respirators produced in the U.S. would likely cause other countries to retaliate and do the same as some have already done. If that were to occur, the net number of respirators being made available to the United States would actually decrease. So we have to sell to Paraguay at super high prices in cash to get masks from China, is his argument, I guess. And speaking of China, 3M also said in its statement that China approved the company exporting 10 million of its N95 respirators that were made in China to the U.S. So, again, to the theme, and this could be lesson number one we learned from this. American company lowers their manufacturing costs and moves their manufacturing to China. China says, yeah, that product you made, uh, we're taking it. And we just wait for their permission to get our own product back from our own company. Uh, at the very least, they are not communicating well with the guy there in Florida so that he has an idea what's going on. Well, it's a small state and not many old people there. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll see how this plays out. But the Trump administration did invoke the Defense Procurement Act on Thursday, required 3M to prioritize N95 respirator orders from the from FEMA. The company said in in a statement. Now, uh, that might indirectly benefit Florida. Who knows? This will shake out, I think, over the next couple of days. But Mark Cuban, who's been everywhere lately, um, criticizing and or praising anyone and everyone in a fairly nonpartisan way, said in an interview uh, he criticized 3M's distributors as, quote, making as much money as they possibly can from selling the masks. Yeah, so I was wondering about that. I'd never, this had never crossed my mind until I saw this guy in Tucker last night. But so if I'm a company and I make whatever I make, uh, do I have an obligation to sell to, uh, you know, locally if, if Germany shows up and then writes me a check for more? Or do I have an well, obligation to buy stockholders to make the most money as I can for my company? Right. Well, uh, hmm. Or is there Prioritizing... an by, by selling to them, we get more money that then we can use to make more masks? I'm just kind of spitballing ideas here. Yeah, we don't have the time for that. But, uh, you know, prioritizing one's stockholders over one's countrymen uh, has a long-term cost. And I think some companies are going to learn that. They'll yeah, just the become end... like Enron or whatever. They'll be anathema. They'll be uh, hated. Well, yeah, at the end of the day, uh, if if if... If it looks like you are prioritizing cash over getting masks to hospital workers, you're uh, you're screwed, and probably should be. Yeah, so we'll see. I have a feeling there will be a spasm of goodwill provoking generosity from 3M in the next day or so. And if oh, there yeah. ain't, uh, Chief Executive Mike Roman, you're making a terrible, terrible mistake, dude. Hey, our supply chain—it's imperfect. 
yeah, your your authorized sellers are gouging like crazy. And and we've all dealt with that company. You can't order directly from them. You got to go with one of their authorized what are, what do you call it? Hey, uh global pandemic I think is a decent time to go ahead and eliminate that your your certified uh, approved resellers will be fine. They're making plenty of money off of medical equipment 3M. Just freaking ship it to Florida and quit well, lying you- to them. If you want to end up in trouble, anger the liberal media, which is most media. And I have a feeling that corporate gouging, big company making money is the sort of thing that a lot of your big liberal media would love to sink their teeth into. Yeah, it's too bad there's a Republican governor in Florida. If there was a Democrat governor whining about it, and and legitimately, uh, yeah, it would be on every uh, front page. Yeah, but they they, 3M might be in trouble, And, and quite possibly they should be in trouble. They make a fine scotch tape, though. I've used it since I was a lad. Very sticky. <laughs> Good stuff. Mostly see-through, unless you get the kind that's not. So it's just right. Like that. Oh, how about the double-sided? Tricky, oh. yet useful. Oh, I always wanted that as a kid, and we never bought the double-sided. I always thought that, though, and the uses I have for that. <laughs> <laughs> you never had double-sided tape. We never had Ziploc bags. They were too expensive. We we had the twist tie type even after Did Ziploc they, was pretty well established. I was thinking about this the other day. Do they still make the non-Ziploc sandwich bags that they basically do. did that basically did nothing? They still they still do. Well, they they did something if you use the little wire tie thingy or the mm. kind that kind of folded over. Yeah. Yeah, I just mean the kind it was just like kind of a sheet of plastic and you just kind of folded it over your sandwich with yeah. plenty of air getting in there to dry out your ham sandwich before uh before lunchtime. Well, it it keep it good for a day. Yeah, it's fine. It wasn't made to preserve it uh, for a week like the the 21st century world we live in. You know, I just wish my granddad was still around to see a time when a ham sandwich would last for 3 even 4 days. Oh well. <laughs> These are good times. Yeah, so lots and lots of emails and texts, cool. too, I'm sure, about folks' uh, reality and and what they're seeing, some in the medical community, some uh, uh, just, you know, the regular those like ourselves, uh, and also some thinking deeply about what changes we can foresee thanks to the coronavirus. Some of that to come. On the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. CNN's Don Lemon broke down in tears while discussing fellow host Chris Como's coronavirus diagnosis. Fortunately, he was able to pull it together when the cameras stopped rolling. Hmm. I'm doing. Hmm. Oh, oh, phony. He's phony. Or he was happy? No, he was no? crying on camera. Once the cameras stopped rolling, thankfully he was able to pull it back together. Oh, I got you. Together. Got you. Yeah, I get it. It was, it was a clever uh, twist yeah, phrase. There. I like it. Very nice. Uh, this, this is the worst headline I've seen today. Scientists say coronavirus can spread through aerosolized feces. That I'm not naming my band that. Where do you buy uh, that? Is that an essential from Amazon? Or? Is that uh, in Target right next to the air freshener if you want the air to be less fresh when you're I have done? No- I've n- <laughs> tired of. I'm afraid people springer. think I didn't even poop in here. <laughs> yeah, that's. I had never even heard that term before. <laughs> what is that for? Like fake bathroom work breaks, where you, where you just go sit yeah. on the toilet for ten minutes, scroll right. on your phone. 
<laughs> and you take that out of your pocket. <laughs> Ooh, sorry about that, boys. <laughs> or, or perhaps somewhere thing. in America, the poo actually is hitting the fan and becoming aerosolized. So, we are uh, go both in. We are both at our homes today as we're preparing for the. Uh, you know, well, whatever happens, maybe we'll be broadcasting from home for the next three months. Uh, we're each at our own houses. I'm uh, I'm out in a trailer, and I just went in the house to. Um, I guess I got to warm up my coffee here. I got a microwave here. Why did I go in the house? I don't know. Anyway, I went in the house, and it uh, reminded me my kids are super into uh, Art Hub on YouTube. If you haven't done this with your kids, uh, they 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 flip and love it. Him and all his friends are a whole bunch of websites out there where an artist walks you through how to draw various things, very slow step by step, and my kids just absolutely are into it. Well, don't judge me, but I want to do it because I've I've never been able to draw. I mean, the the visual arts are so mystifying to me. I can't even imagine being good at it. So I don't know if all those things are like you want to draw an owl. Start with a circle, and then like two steps later, they have a finished owl. And I'm like, my circle's not right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, this this guy has yeah, he has good steps, and it's really slow, and it really kills a lot of time, and it's you know it's better than other things they could be doing. But anyway, just a little tip for me, Jack the parent. Art hub, huh? Okay, cool. It looks like Very there's all cool. sorts of different like subcategories of it too. You yep. got Easter, animal, Pokemon, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, drawn cartoon characters and stuff. They love it. Nice, you know, Sean. If you wanted to draw me a nice owl, I'd put it on the refrigerator. I might do that. I'm I'm getting bored of my video games. <laughs> so y'all have done an absolutely fabulous job uh, contributing via the email, the text, the text line, 415-295-KFTC, or you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, uh, with all sorts of opinions and thoughts and links to articles and your experiences and the rest of it. Uh, so keep them coming. They they cover all sorts of ground from uh, a, a former neighbor of mine reporting that the golf course I used to live next to is closed, yet completely full of golfers. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, and uh, we we're discussing wearing overturned underpants as a mask. Jane suggests wear a thong mask. It might not protect anybody, but it might relieve bedroom boredom. So there you have it. Uh, and Oh, that reminds me. We only got like five or six into our hundred-point listicle of things you could be doing if you're quarantined. But on a slightly more serious note, on the topic of to mask or not to mask, Chris wrote this note, and it's it's full of good points. Um, he was flying recently, he had to. He said quite a few of the people in the airport and flight were wearing masks. Pretty much all of them were wearing them wrong. All of them had a false sense of security because they were wearing them. And he discussed all the things that they were doing wrong. And those were people who clearly were trying to protect from getting it as opposed to protect from giving it. But uh, I've highlighted a number of passages in this email uh, from Chris from Michigan. I get all the points you made yesterday, but I think you were forgetting one thing. The vast majority of people are stupid. A paragraph later, he says, you guys just have to remember that most people are dumb. The next line, in all caps, people are dumb. And then in the next paragraph, uh, I'll say it again, people are dumb as hell. Dummy. (laughs) Chris, with a bit of a dark view of humanity there. Uh, Oh, my gosh, we're almost out of time. Um, oh, uh, here is uh, Andy advocating overturning the bag ban, wherever it exists, and California's idiotic and disastrous Prop 5 that was allegedly to protect gig workers. Overturn it now. These people are desperate to make any sort of money, and your damn law is stopping it. San Francisco, it. San Francisco did that. They reversed their plastic bag ban. Good. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Interesting. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. So one newsletter I look at every morning is uh, the Morning Dispatch when I get up. I like their first sentence. We don't know when this thing will be over, but we're one week closer to the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's about all you can say about it. We're one week yeah. closer to the end of this dang thing. This too shall pass. So, Everything but I thought, does. Uh, yeah. Well, um, I like these. Uh, looking at the numbers every day, I look at the deaths more than the cases because the cases is beyond meaningless i mean it's 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 worse than meaningless it's misleading all, all oh yeah it, it only speaks to how many people got tested somewhere um doesn't have anything to do with how many people have it but anyway uh the number of dead almost six thousand in in the u.s was a 16.9 percent increase from yesterday well we have been reading these numbers every day and most days it's like 25 30 percent increase for the last week now we had a 16 percent increase I haven't heard anybody say that, you know, we're on the downside or anything, but, you know, we've been watching Spain and Italy and all these other countries. They generally, it stays on a curve. Well, Uh, I'm not a virologist nor an epidemiologist, but to see a downturn. I thought you were. You had misled me. I got an apprentice uh, certificate. Is uh, you know, it's like world's greatest dad in epidemiology. It's not official, but anyway, um, to see a downturn that significant is uh, that's got to mean something. I would think so. I mean, especially with everybody going so crazy and the the battening down the hatches and staying at home thing, um, and more of that to come. Uh, also, oh, the world. Uh, pers- ha- yeah, did you hear this? Half the world is now. Uh, under stay-at-home orders half the planet that's hard to believe yeah i know it's, it's amazing it's incomprehensible uh, oh hey uh, a perspective from the navy on the aircraft carrier uh, commander the captain who was fired the the press is always always has a certain point of view about these things but then when you ask somebody who's actually in that service they often have a, a very very different uh, point of view so we'll have that for you. Um, let's see. What, what was it? Oh, oh, that's right. Um, got this note uh, from uh, Terry. Wife, mom, grandma, stretched thin. My family split down the middle. My husband, one daughter, and one son-in-law all work in sales. They've all been home on lockdown for two weeks. No contact other than video conferencing since time began. My other daughter is an emergency room nurse at a large hospital in the Bay Area, California. She's been working extra shifts and doing direct testing at her hospitals, drive-through testing, the emergency department. Her husband is a firefighter directly doing testing at a drive-through facility set up in the East Bay, testing everyone, even going out to homeless camps to test people there. He's been at work every day for quite a while now. Uh, and we don't expect him home for another two weeks. Um, and she's had to cut back her hours to watch the grandkids. We're all uh, healthy at this point, but it's only a matter of time before the virus is brought into our home. So, wow, that's craziness. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly interested because I have a number of acquaintances that I'm texting with regularly that have not left their homes really in like a month, except for right. like a walk around the block. And I'm, I'm always telling them, you know, I know you don't know this, but there's a lot of people out there. I commute in and back and I go to the grocery store and I'm around. There's a lot of people out there, even with the stay at home orders. 
Well, and it varies so widely from place to place, even among places that have a fairly similar incidence of the disease. I'm not talking about, you know, rural uh, North Dakota where they haven't had a single report versus, you know, uh, Brooklyn. I'm just talking about fairly comparable places have a really, really different response to the uh, the outbreak. And in San Diego County, uh, they've moved up a step from the, hey, y'all ought to stay at home. And the uh, county sheriff was talking about that yesterday. These are orders, and we're reaching a critical time in our, in our county's uh, uh, public health uh, history right now. And I think the days of trying to get voluntary compliance and, 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 uh, are, are really over. So uh, the, the message is going to go out to all of public safety here in the county that we will start issuing citations wow. for violation of the public order and the governor's executive uh, order also. I think the public should know that the, the maximum penalty is a $1,000 fine for violation of these, these public health orders and up to six months in jail. So let's take it serious. Let's pull together as a community like we always do. Hopefully those citations will not be necessary, but that's the word that's going out to, to law enforcement now. The days really of voluntary compliance are over. Wow. Yeah, and we, I was alerted to the presence of that uh, press conference by an alert listener who railed about it and called the guy a bully and half a dozen other things. You know, it depends how you look at it, I guess. But how about this? A Southern California paddleboarder was arrested yesterday for allegedly violating the statewide safer at home coronavirus order. He was arrested by the L.A. County Sheriff's Department. And lifeguards near the Malibu Pier, I know it well. Uh, flagged down county deputies uh, after they said the unidentified man ignored their orders to get out of the water. He was all alone in the Pacific Ocean, and they were ordering him out of the water because of the stay-at-home order. And I'm looking at the lifeguard boat and the big, scary-looking police boat that apprehended this lunatic. The man stayed off the water, uh, stayed in the water, rather, off Malibu Pier for another 30 to 40 minutes until deputies sent out a patrol boat. He swam ashore. Then, cleverly eluding them, and was arrested for allegedly disobeying lifeguards and ignoring the stay-at-home order, both misdemeanor charges. He was booked into the Lost Hills Sheriff's Station and then released. He could face up to a $1,000 fine. See, I I haven't been keeping up, you know, on, on the specifics of what we're allowed to do and what we're not. I'm, I'm pretty much just going to work and coming home and occasional stop at the grocery store and get gas or whatever, but... What what can't I do that I'm doing? Or maybe I'm I don't even know. I would have thought the guy could have gone out and paddleboarded. I thought at least where I live, you can go still go to the parks and stuff. I think. Yeah, LA I'd, I'd, hate to, I'd end up in the jail. They'd end up in the big house. L.A. County's gone to double secret quarantining apparently, and you can't even recreate in the Pacific Ocean alone. Uh, they just want everybody in. You know that seems just dumb to me. If you have deputies, you know, uh, in cars, boats, whatever, on the horse, riding a bike, uh, with the loudspeaker. And wherever they see people who are congregating even a little to get on there and say, hey, numbskulls, disperse or you will be ticketed. Disperse or you will be ticketed. That's fine with me. But you just, I think, you know, like the paddleboarder guy, you're just encouraging contempt for the law. Um on the other hand, I don't like know. A, if you're not getting any compliance with the, the uh, stay-at-home light, I, I guess you go heavy-handed, but I don't like but that it. That seems like way too many personnel for that one dude. Couldn't you just sign one person to wait till he comes out of the water and give him his ticket? You need that many people? He's not the James gang, for crying out loud. 
Yeah, you know, that's a good point. Just have, you know, Deputy John say, hey, John, just stand there until he comes in, would you, and slap him with a ticket. Yeah, I, it looked like there were, I don't know, uh, anywhere from 5 to 15 people that's involved. crazy. In, in, uh, in apprehending the notorious paddler. FBI's number one most wanted. So there's some economic numbers out today we have to hit you with. I'll let oh, you I'm guess. I'm sure they're cheery. I'll let you guess whether they're good news or bad news. But <laughs> this this is actually good news. Simply safe. Home security system you install yourself. No rando with coronavirus is coming to your home to install this system. But understand, my friends, this is not some sort of, well, you can't afford the regular security system or, or whatever. So this is your cheap at-home version. No, this is the best overall home security of 2020, according to U.S. News and World Report. Simply safe. That's an excellent point. It is, well, the best. Um, you order online. We'll tell you how in just a second. You set it up yourself in under an hour. 24-7 emergency dispatch for break-ins, fire more, everything you expect out of home security. Costs about 50 cents a day, no contracts. You're not locked in for a year or two or anything like that. Free shipping, 60-day risk-free trial. Just go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Simply as S-I-M-P-L-I. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong to make sure they know, you know, you heard about it from us. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Now, uh, the guy fired from being the captain of the aircraft carrier, um, his, his letter that he wrote, if you're not following the story, he, he wrote a letter to a number of people within the Navy, um, and it leaked. But it was saying essentially, hey, we got lots of sick people on this aircraft carrier, which, as you know, is a floating city with thousands of people aboard. He said, uh, we're not able to quarantine them properly. We need to get them off the ship. We need cleaning supplies. We need masks. And the Navy is not doing a good enough job. Um, and, and he was fired for that. And there have actually been some stories of various doctors making similar pleas fired from their hospitals. Them, those doctors, I got lots and lots of sympathy for. But it's funny, if you read uh, the press accounts of this poor captain, they're, they're uh, pretty sympathetic. Uh, they're they're the big mean uh, military that that kills people have fired uh, this poor captain who just wanted a little help. But uh, in probably out, likes Trump. In reaching out to uh, Navy people and them reaching out to us, let me find that email. Where is it? There it is. Uh, we got this. Then uh, this person is active duty. The main reason he's in trouble is because of operational security. Publicly announcing a weak force is never a good idea. I'm not mad at him for trying to get help for his guys, but a good leader under pressure never does something like this. Sends the letter, scattershot to all sorts of people, and it gets leaked. So that's why he got canned. On Perfectly the other hand, that sounds good to me. On the other hand, there are two questions here. The one I think we've kind of dealt with. The uh, the officer shouldn't have done what he did. The other question is, hey, Navy, are you doing a good enough job for the guys? Or are you a slow-moving, dopey bureaucracy like every bureaucracy on Earth, and you ought to be doing a better, faster job? You're not off the hook because the captain screwed up. So get to it. So I'll hit you with those, uh, those economic numbers when we come back. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to try to pretend they're not bad news. They're, they're terrible news. Everything economic is terrible news right now, um, for the most part. That's just the way it's going to be for a little while. 
Um, also, uh, hoping next hour, I think, going to have my kids, since I'm at home, I think I'm going to have my kids on for a little bit. They've, they've been wanting to come on the radio. and I, You child? I don't know. Yes, they're both children. I don't know uh, how that's going to go. I'm, uh, I'm uh, more apprehensive about this than I am most anything we ever do on the air. Wow, that makes me excited. Michael, you'll have to have your hand over the dump button. Yep, I was planning on it. Henry is more likely to drop an F-bomb on the air than I ever am. That's just his uh, his nature. Uh, that economic news next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, certainly they're better than nothing. I don't think they could be potentially harmful. The only way they could be potentially harmful is if you assume that they're as good as the classic PPE and they're not. I, I like Dr. Fauci, but I freaking hate that attitude. And I wish I would really, th- I think it will, we'll look back on this and it was a huge mistake. Hell yes, any kind of mask is better than nothing. So freaking wear it. Obviously a good idea for everybody. And it's yeah. not perfect, so I don't know. Better not. Isn't that what, what the he hell said, is though? that attitude? Isn't that what he said? It's better than nothing? The only way it's not better than nothing is if you assume it's a replacement as one of the, the good ones? But his tone, oh, well, it's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. Yes, that's great. That's fantastic. And he should have been pushing it for months, he and everybody else. Not wearing it correctly, not the right mask. No, covering up my mouth is good for me in all kinds of ways, obviously. And they're, and they're finally today, the CDC is going to announce, yeah, wear anything over your mouth. You know, we've had a number of listeners suggest you cover your mouth through the years. Turns out your grandma, your mom, everybody who said cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze turns out to be a good idea. Wait a minute. It is that simple. Maybe maybe the good doctor is just too deep in it. There's a a real gift, Um, and and a number of folks have had it from, uh, you know, Dr. King to uh, Steve Jobs, to be able to operate at... um, you know, super high level, but understand how the rest of us take in your expertise. Who's got a scratchier, more throat-clearing voice, Dr. Fauci or Bernie Sanders? Who <laughs> makes you want to clear your throat more when you listen to him? I hear Dr. Fauci, and I just <clears throat> reflexively clear my own throat. There's there's a hashtag out there on the, the internets to uh, make Dr. Fauci sexiest man alive. So that's, uh, that's oh, making oh, it around. I'm going to have the hashtag, buy Fauci a lozenge. <laughs> Uh, here's your exciting news. U.S. employers shed 700,000 jobs in March. That is an amazing number. Mm. Uh, so that's where we are. A I large wish I could monthly, shed seven pounds as quickly as we shed 700,000 jobs. Largest monthly decline since the, uh, the Great Recession, and it's going to be around for a while. And uh, so... Um, one of the highlights out of that is the CBO, CBO report out today says that they expect a decline by more than 7% during the second quarter of gross domestic product. And if that happens uh, for the year, they're looking at maybe down 28%. Well, that's pretty huge. So, um, yeah. yeah, the well, various historic times. Uh, the projections of unemployment are stomach churning. Um, and, and it'll be temporary, but just nobody knows how temporary. Um, and yeah, well, it's, it's worrying. We just got some absolutely t- 
terrible news business-wise. It's stupid as well, but, you know, we'll be trying to deal with that. It's just, you know, they're going to be gut punches. It just It's the way it is. Uh, I think you got to get on a war footing, feet at shoulder width, leaning forward slightly at the waist, and, right. you know, get ready for the next one. Exactly. Put up the kick in the gut. All right. Grab a paint. Grab a paintbrush. Put on your helmet. Get on your horse and uh, and uh, move forward. That's actually a speech we got from a a sales manager once. He used so many metaphors. It was. It turned into some bizarre, like mix between Quidditch and MMA and And Johan. I wondered what sort of. A full contact horse riding paint project are we involved in here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what uh, a helmet, a paintbrush, and a horse. Where did um, you learn to play that? So I wasn't watching the Morning Joe today, but I guess John Heilman was on there talking about Joe Biden and the super high frustration in the Biden camp currently going on. Uh, on Friday, MSNBC analyst uh, uh, John Heilman said frustration levels are. Super high, man, super high. Inside the Biden campaign as the Democratic presidential frontrunner struggles to gain the spotlight while Trump dominates news coverage with near-daily coronavirus task briefings, as we've all seen. Frustration levels are super high, said Heilman. The reality is that the former vice president is in a terrible position in the sense that he doesn't have a platform. He doesn't have a real standing in the crisis. That is his his problem. Uh, You can't, I don't know if you can blame him. What would be his reason for showing up and giving a big forceful speech. So I declare we should, I got no power. I'm a candidate for president. Oh, I, I can't come up with it. I think that would, it would, that would take some real political genius to even come up with that angle. Right. But you know, it's funny. Listen, I, I lean right, not left. And I admit that freely. But as a guy who reports and, and makes jokes about the news, I pay attention to what Joe Biden's saying, what he's doing, because it's important to doing my job. But every headline I see about Biden makes statement that, and I click on it, I look at it. And I come away from it thinking, that's pathetic. You're just trying to get somebody to pay attention to you. It's sad. So yeah, he's in a he's in a hell of a tight spot. What's that? Called again? <laughs> My God, tight. but this is a, t- tight. a tight spot. But so yeah, but so does he just keep his yeah, mouth shut? We're in a tight spot. Do you just disappear into the background as Joe Biden? I mean, you got to keep your name out there and let people know you're still alive. But it just he seems so small because his role is so small. Compared yeah, to, the, to Andrew Cuomo or the president. This might be one of those rare bright sides from this whole uh, uh, fuster cluck. And that's it will put a lie to the notion that we have to just hammer it and hammer it and hammer it. The election, the election, the campaign over every damn day for 18 months or more. I tell you what, maybe we don't pay a lick of attention to it till mid-September. And then by November, whatever the first Tuesday in November is this year, we'll be plenty, not only plenty well-informed about who we want to vote for, we'll be tired of it just in that six or seven weeks. So, uh, man, I I hope that takes root. Because seriously, you don't think six, seven weeks is enough to figure out whether you want to vote for old Uncle Joe or Donald J? Oh, I was going to hit some positive economic news along with my downer news, but I forgot. So I'll hit some positive economic news if you get the uh, next hour of the Armstrong and Getty Show. If you don't, you're just going to be despondent for the rest of the weekend, I guess. Well, an alternate plan, you could grab the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. All our podcasts are there. The regular one, the one more thing, our extra large podcast. It's a cornucopia freaking podcasts. i got to go in the house and find my kids. I want to get them on next hour and uh, grill them about how they're enjoying their time off from school, etc. Armstrong and Getty. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.